The only difference seemed to be who controlled and faced it better, and why. How does one endure grief and pain? How does one manage it in life? Where do we go for answers when we suffer ourselves, or when we see those we love suffering? A Baby's Funeral is an essay by one of my favorite authors, the Englishman F. W. Borum. He tells of a time as a younger minister when he looked out his window and saw an anxious woman walking back and forth in front of his home, but never quite making it to the doorway. So he stepped outside and asked if he could help her. She said she needed help from a minister and asked if she could step in for a few minutes. So he ushered her in, and she sat in his study looking terribly nervous and tongue-tied. She finally spoke up. I have a newborn baby that has just died. I need a minister to perform the funeral. Borum asked several questions, took down the details, and said he would help in any way he could. She left, and plans were made for the burial a couple of days from then. Borum and his wife left after that conversation for a picnic that he had planned along with his wife. Something is not right. Her story doesn't just add up, he said. They headed back home at dusk, and to their surprise, the woman was still pacing outside their home, waiting for them to return. They invited her in. You know, I've not told you the whole truth, she said. Actually, this baby was born illegitimately and deformed. She didn't live very long. I just want to give her an honorable burial with just her name on the stone. Borm was deeply moved, and the funeral was planned. They arrived at the cemetery, and he was surprised to find that nobody had been buried there before. It was pouring rain, and he and his wife, with this woman and the baby in a small casket, were all who were present at the burial. An illegitimate child, deformed, the first in a cemetery, under pouring rain. That was the funeral at which he officiated. Years later, Borum took a train journey with a veteran bishop who was making stops to meet the pastors of small churches in the towns along the route. Borum would stay a little distance away to let the bishop have some private time with these ministers. It was obvious that they were sharing the stories and challenges of ministering to people in their respective congregations. Borum remembered well the closing words of the bishop in each instance. Just be there for them. Just be there for them in their need. As he journeyed back that day, Borum's thoughts returned to the woman with her baby. Years had gone by since that funeral, but every Sunday he could be certain of one face in his congregation. It was that woman. The first time he met her, her face was tear-stained and her eyes fearful. As the years went by, the tears were wiped away and the eyes spoke of belonging to a message and a hope and a people that carried her through. Seldom in one life do all forms of agony converge. A moral struggle, a heartbreak of grief, a little one at the heart of the story, the ultimate desolation of being buried in an empty cemetery, nature pouring its tears in a pounding rain, and yet the words of Scripture the caring heart of a minister, and the years of belonging to a loving community all coming together in one life. What cradles a heart 
when such griefs converge. Somewhere in the community of those who have set their hope upon God, this woman found comfort and meaning amid the hardest question she ever had to face. Why suffering? In each chapter of this book, my colleague Vince Vitale or I will outline a different response to this enormous question. Some of the chapters will take a fresh look at an ancient response. Others will propose new responses for consideration. The responses are, of course, deeply related, but by looking at them separately, we hope to show that the resources of the Christian community for approaching this ever-present challenge are both richer and more numerous than typically assumed. The Challenge Before we get to responses, though, I want to linger on the...